Got some good questions from you, not just on our YouTube community page, but also on Twitter this week that we'll answer on the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, we're going to start off with one that came to us on Twitter, our Twitter handle at SCPB Podcast from Calling Mr. Jones. If you can move five wrestlers from AEW to WWE and five from WWE to AEW to make both products better, who are you picking? A five for five. Tra- I don't know if we could do five for five, but if you can, throw them out there. But who would you make in a trade to make both promotions better? Both promotions I- better. I'm going to start with AEW to WWE. I will go with MJF. I'll go with Wardlow. I'll go with Jade. And I am going to go with... I'm going to go with FTR as a tag team. So you're bringing FTR back to WWE. Absolutely. They have to go back. They have to go back at some point because they were never given a fair run to the extent that they are being given right now outside of WWE. Um, And whether people want to admit this or not, for a lot of fans, and I'm not saying that this is the end-all be-all, but for a lot of people that watch professional wrestling, WWE at WrestleMania is still the pinnacle and the proving ground. Until someone else holds a bigger event on an annual basis outside of WWE, uh, that is where you know most people, like for a, at least a lot of people in a lot of people's minds, for from the fans, that's that's like making it. You think mm-hmm. about the streak. You think about whatever else. Main eventing WrestleMania. I think FTR is certainly capable of that and should be given that opportunity. Yep. I got about Punk. Punk going back would be a big deal too, but I'm going to stick with the five I picked. Well, I I think CM Punk has a no trade clause and he would not waive it to go back to WWE. But I mean, if you're, if we're going from AEW to WWE, I agree. MJF. I agree. Jade Cargill. I agree. Wardlow. Uh, I mean, it also depends on who's WWE sending back to AEW, but I think Hangman Page would help bring the product. I think Hangman Page is definitely a guy that is a character wrestler, not really an in-ring work rate wrestler that, you know, might be better off in AEW. I think he might be better off in WWE with that character. And I think him with the right creative could actually elevate him much higher than what AEW has already done. And I think for a fifth, oh, that that one's tough because there's so many that left. Maybe, I mean, maybe go with Miro. Maybe Miro proven that he can do it as a character outside of WWE and proven what he should have done in WWE. Trade him back to uh, WWE. But on the other side, who does WWE send to AEW? Now, before I answer, are we saying Sasha Banks is still part of the roster? Because I know yes. there was the, the report that they're off the internal roster and without a confirmation that they're released from WWE and or Sasha Banks and Naomi, they're still on WWE's roster for me. So I think you send Sasha Banks is definitely one of those pieces to help the women's division. Uh, I think Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles could be ones you could send to AEW. I think, I mean, the other two, this might be tough. 
I mean, if you're get you're already if you're getting MJF, you don't need the Miz anymore. So let's send the Miz to to AEW. He's talk about forbidden door. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Obviously, but um, you know, maybe Damian Priest. I feel like Damian Priest is a guy that he's a Ring of Honor guy, and while he's done fairly decent in WWE, I think there's a ceiling for him given his age and. He's not quite the character that WWE and Vince McMahon would like to push. He might be one of those guys you might be better off sending to AEW. And while I'm at it, send Finn Balor too. Because Finn Balor is a guy that I think he's just not going to be that main eventer that people think he should be. So there's two dream matches that I got to see before uh, either I croak or somebody retires from pro wrestling. So uh, Seth Rollins has to go to AEW. He has to go to AEW. He has to wrestle Kenny Omega, and we have to kick that forbidden door down, and he's got to face Will Ospreay because as long as he's under contract with WWE, it's exceedingly unlikely, I think, that we see either of those matches. So I'm definitely going to throw uh, him over to AEW. I am not going to go with Sasha Banks. I am going to go with Becky Lynch because I think that she is just hmm. uh, as a character for her ability to cut promos and everything that the AW women's division is kind of lacking. They So in my mind, they have, let's say, a villain. They have the Joker. I don't think they have their Batman. They don't have uh, the Ying to the Yang. They, they've got Britt Baker and they don't have anybody in my mind that touches her. Jade Cargill to a certain extent, but she's got a long way to go in the ring, I think, still. And she's also a heel herself. And right. I think would probably work better as a heel. I don't know. I mean, time will tell if she ever turns face, but I think her character now definitely works as a heel and not a baby face. Yep. So um definitely gotta have that. Uh I is there any bigger match than I can't think for, 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 from an AW standpoint, if they're ever going to truly try to do a stadium show or something like that, I can't think of anything bigger than Cena going to AW. I know Can we count probably, Cena though. Cause it was I, just on raw last week, but that's a one-off. That's a okay. One- well, if you had the opportunity to go to a stadium event at MetLife stadium, AEW held it. It was Cena versus Kenny Omega or Cena versus Punk. You wouldn't go to that? I probably would, yes. Okay. So, yeah, I'm Cena, as long as he's under WWE contract, he's going. Two lesser named guys, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, he's got to go there, man. Um, he's a guy that, you know, NXT, him and Johnny Gargano's feud really put the black and gold brand on their on on the map. I think that summer where it was their storyline was super hot. A lot of people were talking about it. Got a lot of people watching it. Tommaso Ciampa, <clears throat> for what he's doing right now, versus like what he's actually capable of for like what I've seen from him in the past, especially when he was you know Daddy's Home and the Psycho Killer. All that type of stuff. You just don't see that from him anymore right now. And I don't know if you're ever going to actually see that from him while he's on the main roster in WWE. Well, time will tell, but I think he's got a much better chance going to a place like AEW where size isn't everything. And he's a guy that's in great shape, but he's just undersized. Uh, 
And I think he could be a really good heel there. I think he'd stand out much more. Um, and then definitely a lesser known guy, not on the main roster, but a guy that's gotten himself in a really good shape. I don't see him doing a whole lot on the main roster, unfortunately, but I do see him doing a lot in AEW. Cameron Grimes. He really? is. You don't see him doing well in the main roster? Not beyond like, I think Vince will see him as a comedy act guy. But there's nothing wrong with him. that. Sami Zayn is a comedy act now. It's fine. It's fine. But I don't know. Like, for a guy like him, I think him going to a company like AEW, where, again, where size isn't the end-all, be-all, he'd stand out and he'd be able to accomplish a you lot know, more. Though, you know, though, I've seen him face-to-face with Braun Breaker, and everyone's like, oh, Braun Breaker's the future of WWE. They stand eye-level with each other. So he's not as small as you think. He's surprisingly bigger than what he actually presents himself as or Braun breaker is much smaller than people think he is that maybe that's the thing, but Cameron Grimes well, is not that small. He just what has happens a if he gets frame, in the ring maybe. with Lashley. That's like everybody on the WWE roster, except for like five guys. I don't know. We'll see, but that's my list. All right. All right. Let's move on to the next question here from the, DeBabrio, I, I apologize if I missed that, mispronounced that, but DeBabrio M, he asks, when do you think AEW will book a stadium show not counting Arthur Ashe? And you were just when talking they get about John Cena. <laughs> when they get somebody over to the level of John Cena, they ha- don't have that yet. They just simply. You don't think CM Punk can do it? <sighs> Like if you like if the how many say, how many seats how many seats sixty thousand eighty thousand well, what are we talking? A baseball stadium is forty thousand. I think forty thousand. I think they could do forty. Um, but Punk. Okay, so like, okay, what's their best opportunity? Punk and Danielson, maybe, maybe Punk and Moxley. Punk to and unify Moxley the, to unify the AEW title. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, okay, well, like, when are they going to do it? When the time is right. You know, when they feel like com- they can confident, they confidently have the guy with the it factor. See, that's the thing. I think AEW has a lot of great wrestlers, but I don't know if they have somebody that is like super over at that point, like superstar level. Um, mm-hmm. Punk and Moxley or Punk and Danielson, I think would give them their best opportunity. Um, I, think they might be able to do it relatively soon. I I don't, I I think they could probably pull off 40,000 seats right now. See, if, if they announced all out already, I would say that's where the stadium show was. We only have a date. We don't have a location. And I think we don't have a location yet is because Tony Khan probably wanted to get Wrigley, Wrigley field for all out this year. And whether logistics or, you know, because everyone got hurt, he's afraid that he might not sell the stadium. Whatever the case may be, that's not happening. But I do think if they announce it, it's going to be Wrigley Field because Chicago is basically AEW's hometown now. You could literally put Orange Cassidy in the main event against Nick Gage. Uh, against Nick Gage, and it would sell out the United Center at this point. You know, you don't have to have a match announced an AEW for a show and it will sell out the United center as we saw with forbidden door. And in, you know, that that's where they are right now outside of Chicago. 
outside of Arthur Ashe, that's when you start like, all right, you really have to be very specific on where you select this stadium because I don't think they're going to do Yankee Stadium or City Field in New York. I can't see them doing Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. I can't see them going to Houston or Dallas. You know, no one really does wrestling stadium shows in Florida. It's way too freaking hot unless you do Orlando. But I don't see them doing that either. Or, not for nothing, Tony Khan and his dad own a freaking football team. How are they not... How expensive would it be to just run a wrestling show in their own stadium? It can't be that expensive where even if you do like a third of the building, it it would still profit because you don't have to expend renting the building. I would well, think the other thing you got to think that's going to work in their favor too, is the fact that one, their fan base is super loyal and they travel well Two, yep. there's nothing quite like being a part of the first of something. True. The first stadium show. I think that WrestleMania does well because of the branding of WrestleMania. Not Correct. so much always, you know, the main event, you know, because even in years past where WrestleManias weren't that strong on paper, it still did, does relatively well in terms of ticket sales and revenue and all that other stuff. Right. But I think that's because WWE has built WrestleMania to be the attraction. WrestleMania is the right. attraction. WWE is a brand. WrestleMania is a brand. With AEW, it's a little different, but I think that they'll get people attracted to it. Certainly a lot of attraction because, one, the first stadium show for a wrestling show other than, like, WrestleMania, um, that's an attraction to people. There's an allure mm -hmm. to that. So um, I think that it's probably sooner than we think, to be quite honest. Now, if, let's say, AEW and New Japan do Forbidden Door 2 and it's in no. Japan... And it's okay. in the Tokyo Dome. Does that count? I don't think so. I wouldn't count that because that's you're in New Japan Pro Wrestling's backyard. That's a common thing for them. I I don't think so. That'd be okay. like if WWE decided to do a joint show with AEW and they sold out WrestleMania. It's kind of okay. like fair enough. Fair enough. But all right, let's move on to the next question from Luigi Costa. When AEW finally reveals the trios championship, what trios team would you pick to be the first champions? None. I don't want to see the championships. I'd much rather see the women's division have a tag team championship uh, team. I don't want to see it. That's my answer. Even if you had a gun to your head and had to pick a team. God, um... Orange Cassidy and the Funky Bunch, whatever the hell their team. <laughs> the best friends? Rep uh, repugnant Vice and, uh, <laughs> and the mascot. Uh, I'll be serious and actually pick a team. House of Black. There you go. House of Black would be a good one, but I, I think it's meant for Kenny and the Bucks. It's meant for him. And that's why they haven't announced it yet is because they're waiting for Kenny to come back if he comes back because they're saying that you know, Kenny's saying if there's one more setback, he's done. He's not coming back to the ring. So I think that's what they're waiting for. Uh, next question comes from uh, Torta de Lengua. There's a good amount of Attitude Era superstars, tag teams, and divas that haven't been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. If you had to choose someone from the Attitude Era to induct, who are you inducting? 
Attitude Era. Um, well, since he's a hot topic right now, I would say Christian definitely has to go in. Yep, he's not in yet. That's right. Sid was an Attitude Era. Sid should be in the Hall of Fame, I think. Agreed. See, I believe there's a lot of pre, like pre-Attitude Era that's not inducted into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> like, you know, um, you brought up Sid. Vader just got in. Bam Bam Bigelow is not in. You look at celebrities, Lawrence Taylor and Cindy Lauper are not in. So, Miss Elizabeth is not in. Rick Martell is not in. Mm. But then you look at the Attitude Era, I feel like everybody that was at least somewhat popular in the Attitude Era is already in. And then afterwards, Victoria well, was just after the Attitude Era. I would say Victoria should be in, and she's not. So here's the thing, and I've gone back and forth on this, and this is kind of what I've settled on with, with the WWE's Hall of Fame because people will be like, oh, well, what's the criteria? You know, somebody like Coco Beware, I think, is in there, and it's like... <laughs> Coco Beware oh, is in there. Yes, that's the at joke. At the end of the day, the thing that you, we have to remember is pro wrestling isn't always about championships and stuff like that. It's about characters. Like, there have True. been great characters in pro wrestling that haven't been given the opportunity to be the heavyweight champion just because heavyweight champion back in the golden era or whatever it was called. It was like, you had to be like 300 pounds. Like there's some guys were not going to get to that, but they were right. great characters. They, they were so, not Hulk Hogan. Great characters that come to mind from the attitude era. Gold dust intercontinental champion, yep. um, not in the hall of fame. But when you think of the attitude era, if you were to talk to somebody, it's like everybody would think of him. Uh, Ken Shamrock, maybe. Um, okay. Yep. Shamrock's a good one because Shamrock's a guy where, you know, he was one of the first MMA guys to come to pro wrestling. And that was really like, you know, unheard of. And now everybody yeah. seems like they have an MMA background. Yeah. It he was, really, well, first of all, UFC said, was, it was like a definite, like underground niche thing. And he was the baddest man on the planet because of mm -hmm. what he was doing in the UFC. Right. Um, and Dan the Beast Severn, too, who who made the jump as well. And Tank Abbott, which, you know, I wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame conversation. But maybe Dan Severn and maybe Ken Shamrock, yes. What about, so like, they'll, they'll do, like, tag teams or groups. Like, you know, I, I know JBL's got to be. JBL's in. JBL's right? in. He just okay, got JBL's in. JBL's uh, in. JBL just got in. And uh, Ron Simmons is in, but maybe APA is a tag team. I don't think they're in as like a tag team, but no, but, but see, I'm one of those that think once you're in, you're in. Yeah. Like Shawn Michaels should not be a two time hall of famer. Ric Flair should not be a two time hall of famer. Uh, Booker T and Sean Waltman, like they're already in once you don't need to go in again. You're already in. And people saying, Oh, China needs her own induction. No, she's in with DX. She's already in test. I wouldn't call him a Hall of Famer, but no. if Coco Beware is in, Tess could probably make an argument. D'Lo I mean, Brown, maybe? I mean, D'Lo Brown is yeah. probably one of the best European champions. The two that come to mind that, that stick out the most are definitely Goldust and Christian from that yeah. time period. Right. From no, there, and Shamrock. Maybe. But I, I feel like I feel like the golden era has a lot more not in there than the attitude era. The natural the natural disasters aren't in. Demolition's not in. The nasty boys aren't in. A lot of people not in there from nasty the nasty boys era. aren't in. 
No. The Nasty Boys are not in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. And neither is Demolition, who had the longest reign tag team championship before the New Day broke that record, what, six, seven years ago? Mm-hmm. Owen Hart's not in, right? Owen Hart is definitely not in and probably won't ever be in for that's obvious reasons. Not right, but not because he didn't deserve it. Brian Pillman's another one that's not in. Oh, like that. I felt like when the Hart Foundation, I feel like when the Hart Foundation went in, they should have brought the whole faction in. Brett, yeah. Anvil, Pillman, Owen, Bulldog. They all sort of went in that year. I agree. The British Bulldogs as a tag team are not in. You know, Dynamite Kid's not in, but I'm sure I know there's reasons why he's not in either. You know, I mean, look how long Savage took to get into the Hall of Fame. I'm trying to think if there's any managers or anybody like that that's not in or any other. Miss Elizabeth. Uh, Slick is not in. Mickey James, when she retires, will probably get in eventually. But I, Rock's I feel like not in. The Rock is not in. That's an obvious one. Rock. Brock is not in, but he's technically still active. Yeah. Those would be I, the I guys like, that pop in my head. I feel is. like the Attitude Era actually has the most in the Hall of Fame. That the Golden Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era probably are the ones that are missing more talent than the Attitude Era. But anyway, let's move on to the next question here. And it's a good one because we kind of talked about this on our last episode. It comes from Twitter at Caveman, Cave Fan, I should say. Cave fan 1972 is Jim Cornette too harsh on his opinions towards today's wrestling, not just AEW folks, WWE too. all professional wrestling today. Is he too hard? I, I don't know if I'm really one to speak on if one person's opinion is too harsh. I, it's just, I don't think he can relate to it because for what he wants pro wrestling to be, what pro wrestling has become has evolved so far past what he expected, expects it or wants it to be. And uh, I think he is unwilling to budge on that. And I, I don't think I'm really at liberty to tell him he's, he's wrong. So You could disagree with them, though. You could say he's stuck I disagree with him on a, on a lot of things. Um, I think that there's some criticisms he has of Kenny Omega that I think are fair. And there's other things that I'm like, no way. Um, I feel that like that with a lot of people though. You know, I, I well, listen you're Jim to Jim Cornette jr. People have called you Cornette jr. On this podcast. Yeah, How could you I've disagree co- with Jim? Because Cornette? I, because I don't like orange Cassidy or his gimmick. <laughs> I should say, let's, let's make it clear. So I don't know. I don't think he's too harsh. I, well, I should say that. I think that sometimes he has a tendency to go a little overboard in certain, at certain times when he's trying to make a point. But. Right. No, I think there's times where I think just because of who he's criticizing, he might take it to the next level. Like if he's, he's criticizing a Young Bucks match, he might jab it a little bit more. Or an Orange Cassidy match, he might jab it a little bit more. A Kenny Omega match might jab it a little bit more, even when he praises it. Like, for example, uh, I think it was Christian Cage and Kenny Omega's match at All Out. He's like, oh, this is finally a match that Kenny Omega had a good match in. Rather than just saying it was a good match, it's like, oh, Kenny does know have a, you know, like he's criticizing it, kind of giving a backhand compliment to Kenny Omega. Well, you know? I think people have to also understand, like, his 
The criticism he's giving is not coming from the perspective of a fan. He's giving his insight as somebody that worked in the industry, knowing a lot more than any fan is going to know, unless they too have worked in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times he'll be critical of the things that are happening in the ring and he'll say like, Oh, the match had a jump start," or Kenny Omega doesn't know how to hit the ropes or, you know, he doesn't know how to feed a comeback. Well, I'm not, I never, I'm not a insider to that, to know the ins and outs of that. So who am I to say that he's wrong in that sense? The only people that are going to know if that's true or not are people that actually have gone to wrestling school or formal wrestlers, former managers have the in, um, so he's giving a much different perspective, a much pr more professional perspective, a much more professional insight, if you will, than any fan is ever going to even notice. Because I'll think a match is good and then I'll listen to his critique of it and he'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, they they immediately went to the floor and there was no comeback. And, you know, they they killed the feed, the the comeback of the, the face, whatever, something to that extent. And I'm like sitting there as a fan, I'm not going to pick up on that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just different in some, in a certain sense. Right. And I think because you disagree with him and the way he presents his, his criticisms and the way he offers his opinions, this is Jim Cornette, whether it's an on-screen character or in real life, like he's always been outspoken. He's always said yeah. things that cross the line. Like and he's very blunt with what he's going to say. He's not going to sugarcoat it. If he thinks something sucks, he's going to say it sucks and drop a couple F-bombs and use sexual innuendo jokes and whatever the case may be, even tie in South Park here and there. You know, that's just Jim Cornette. And if you don't like it, there's plenty of other podcasts out there. You can watch our podcast. You can listen to 83 Weeks. You can listen to... Off the script with JD from NY, if you want to, or BC Amplified, or Wrestle Talk, or What Culture, or whoever. You don't have to listen to Jim Cornette. And if he says something you disagree with, who the fuck cares? <laughs> you know, who cares? But, you know, a lot of people do care, including one Kenny Omega, and he did say something about Jim Cornette. We recently talked about it on an episode. You can click that thumbnail on the screen right now to check that out. We'll see you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psycho Babble.